Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Good to be in church this morning. How do you feel? Very interesting to come in and discover that he's been waiting for you. What an awesome God. What a mighty God we serve. Gets better and sweeter by the day. Last week, I think we should just continue that way for the next few minutes. Because I'm still thrilled by what I'm discovering. Heard it before? Oh, yes, several times. Understood it? Oh, yes. At least I thought I did, because I did. What is happening now and then is I'm just getting to understand it better. You see, let's go back again. In the prophecies in the Old Testament, you see, the Old Testament covenant was such that um, God was relating with his people, but he was trying to get them to understand that there are terms of engagement. And so he came in the laws and the prophets. And what did the law do? Many will tell you today that the law was a school teacher pointing us to the way, but never empowers us to be able to walk the way. So we struggle. That's the Old Testament. And that's why everything about the Old Testament is really thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. You shall not. You will not. You shall not. But in the New Testament, see, the tone changed. You are. You are. You have. The same God were bringing us along the way to perfection in the name of Jesus. So the Old Testament is beautiful, very good. Give knowledge of God, oh yeah. Tells us about us, oh, very much so. And tells us what God is expected of us, yes. But the only thing that it did not empower us to be able to carry out that way. But God made a way, I mean, find, find a midway for us, how? So once every year you come and confess and atone for your sin. And that was not possible except through the blood. So you must come with blood. In fact, you can't approach him without blood because filthy with sin and laden with sin and incubating sin from the inside, always turning out sin. You know? Because by nature, we were like our father in the world. He was not our father originally, but by submission and by a gross act of disobedience, which actually is termed a treasonable felony. It was very, very terrible what we did to God in our lack of understanding because he trusted us so much in the garden and then we kind of uh, transferred the authority and our affection to his very enemy. How do you feel if your husband now decides to start having an affair with your stacking that you know we want to kill you if you can kill you. How will you feel? How safe will you be in that marriage? Or your wife start having an affair with a man that you know that if he has the slightest point, he will kill you. Won't you think, won't you just know, not even think that you are dead? 
we did worse than that to God. And yet God provided a way for us to be able to reach him. How? Which way? The blood. Because the only answer to the sin problem will be blood. So without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. In the Old Testament, it wasn't like it was being remitted, but it was always being covered, at least prevented to, make, to be a barrier between us and God. So once the blood is shed, you can come through the blood and you are accepted. But you could not sustain that. The moment you step out, you are gone. But that's not the case in the New Testament. So that, that's why you hear the prophet will prophesy a coming day, as it were. Uh, for example, in Ezekiel, look at Ezekiel 11, first of all. Just quick, a quick cap of last week, then I'll get into what I want to say this week. It won't take too much time. Ezekiel 11. Praise the Lord. Don't you think it's getting better and sweeter and clearer by the day? That this Christian journey is the real stuff. This is life. It's not, it's not just the life you're discovering here and to finish here. No, no, no. The life you're discovering to make the rest of your stay here better. And of course, introducing the hereafter. Incredible, isn't it? Let me read verse... Um, um, okay, I'll read quickly. I'll read from verse 14. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, your brethren, your, your relatives, your countrymen, and all the house of Israel in its entirety are those about whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Get far away from the Lord. This land has been given to us as a possession. Did I skip a line? 16. Therefore, therefore say, Thus says the Lord God, Although I have cast them far off among the Gentiles, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet I shall be a, I shall be a little sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. You, you know. Therefore, say, thus says the Lord, verse 17, the Lord God, I will gather you. So while you are there, I will say, see, God is so merciful. He was angry. He scattered them, but he himself will be the sanctuary for them. But it was a little sanctuary. God is so merciful. God is so merciful. God is so merciful. Your father is so merciful. Yes. Therefore, thus says the Lord in verse 17, I will gather you from the people, uh, peoples, assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And, there, I mean, and they will go there, and they will take away all its detestable things and all its abominations from there. Then I will give them, watch. If you observe, God will always reach you. But the problem is your will. He will never force your will. Which is what is still playing out today. For God so loved the world. Come on. The world cannot question that. God loves humanity. He loves the world. Muslim, Gentile, Buddha, everybody put together. Christian, he loves everybody. But he will not force you to accept him. So he says, I will bring them, but they will have to remove the detestable things. It's up to them. 
And when God says that, it's because you have the capacity to do that. Suppose it's so difficult I can't do. What God is looking for is your will. Are you willing? Then I will give them one heart. See what said he will do? Watch this. I will bring them because I want to restore. And then they will remove all the detestable things. Then I will give them one heart. What will he give them? Uh-huh. And I will put what? A new spirit. Where? Within them. And take the stony heart out of their what? Flesh. Uh-huh. Who will do this? And give them a heart of flesh. Who will do this? Why will he do this? Look at the next verse. That they may what? Walk in my statutes and keep my judgment and do them and they shall be my people and I will be their God. So he was talking of a future covenant in one place, I think in Jeremiah. He said, I will, I will, say, I will make a new covenant with them, not like the old, which I made with their fathers, which they never kept. And he said the same thing. So what I'm saying is this. See what he's going to do? He will be the one to bring you. He will be the one to remove the stony heart. He will be the one to give you the heart of flesh. Why? So that you can walk in his status. But what will be left is your will. Do you want it? Because he won't force it. Praise the Lord. So my emphasis is that God is always making you to walk in his will. Is always helping me and making me to walk in his will. To be blessed and be a blessing. He's always making me to be that. You know, when he says the weapons of our warfare are not going to be their mighty through God for pulling, pulling down what? And every high thing that seeks to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Come on, is somebody hearing me? That's a heart fight. Say, casting down every imagination so you know where the battle is taking place. Now, where is this battle taking place? In the system of the unbeliever? No, there's no battle there. They do what the world says to do. They go the way of the world. They get the results of the world. There are some good results. Of course, man. And there's some bad of course. That's where the battle is. Where is this battle? In the changed heart. That's where there's a battle. If the heart has not been changed, the heart will not fight anything coming from outside. Where is this battle? In the heart of flesh. If it's the heart of stone, why are you fighting? Stone is coming to stone, stone and stone. It's because you are changed. It's because you are different. That's why there's a fight. So what's the fight? Your flesh is saying, go. Your heart is saying, no, you can't. That's the fight. That's the warfare. Your flesh is saying, you are dead. Your heart is saying, no, by chapter, I'm healed. That's the fight. Your natural eyes say you are a loser. Can't you see? 
your system, your spirit man, your inner being, they say, hey, hey, he has won the victor's crown. He is an overcomer. It is in him I live, I have my being. I am an overcomer. That's the fight. That's the fight. And that's the fight which we do win. And we win. That's how we overcome the world. So you can see the projection there. You can see the prophecy from the book of Ezekiel. Look at Ezekiel 36. Hallelujah. It says, Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. Never, never let the devil break you down. When the old man comes your way, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah, anyhow. Amen. Any good song that you sing, their confession of the word. Ezekiel 36, look at just two verses there. Glory be 26 and 27. Okay, 24. He's saying the same thing again. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Uh, then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. We will do that, God. Hallelujah. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. We will do that, God. Then I will give you a new heart. Why? So you don't go back. Your heart is changed. Your thinking is changed. Your focus is changed. Your vision is changed. I will give you a new heart. Put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Look at verse 27. I will put my spirit within you and do what? Cause you to do what? Walk. What will cause you to walk? Malabo, Shandala, Baba. He's talking about the covenant that is coming. The one that you and I are operating today. That's why you are of God, the purchase of God. And because of that, you have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you. You can begin to see where the one in you comes from. His spirit within you, his heart within you. He is abiding in you. Now, you then agree with me that we find this all through in the book of, I mean, in the writers of Paul. I mean, we find it in the, speak, I mean, in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Which was one very vivid place. It's all through his teachings, actually. But one vivid place, you say, where? Come on, John chapter 15. Come on, John chapter 17. Come on, John chapter 16, 14, 15, 16, 17. Clear. That's all he talked there. And when he was saying, when he was saying that I have concluded the matter, he said, now I have concluded the matter. Just like you are in me and I in you, so that they may be in me or in us, you in me, I in them, they in me. I mean, whew. that was his conclusion in John 17. And in John 15, he gave a good lecture to them. And what was the lecture there? He wasn't talking to God, he was talking to them. He said, Hey, listen, I'm the, I'm the vine, you are the, I'm the true vine, you are the branches. My father wants you to bear fruit, and your fruit will remain. And everything about that is how to make you bear fruit. And of course, in verse 5, said, without me, you can't do nothing. Oof, I feel the fire. It's my life that is growing you that will bear the fruit. Come on. And of course, in the teaching of, 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 of Paul, Philippians, glory be to God in the highest chapter 2. He said, why are you saying this? Because you cannot fail. That's what I'm saying. That's the thing you've got to know. 
Once you know that you are a covenant child of God and these things are your right, how can you fail? So even where you have been grabbed, in the name of Jesus, I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking covenant here. I'm talking the realities of covenant. Philippians chapter 2. Just look at the verse there, then uh, I'll go to the chapter I'll finish with. You cannot fail. You can only fail to the extent that he can fail. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, Pastor, my life is already defined as failure. It's a lie. That's what you mean. I say it's a lie. This expertise is new beginning. It can start with you at age 100. Yeah. And you'll achieve what people who live 120 years will never achieve. Yep. It can start with you at age 90. And even if you're going to go home at 95, start with you at 95 years, you do what people, what most people cannot do in the entire lifetime. He's God! Come on, am I talking to somebody here today? <laughs> you see, what you are singing today is a prophecy. I say, somebody, every high thing must come down in the name of Jesus. <laughs> every song shall be destroyed. Why? Because it is done. Through the blood of Jesus. Woo, I feel the fire. <laughs> so where they are beginning to rejoice in the camp of the devil is a uh, national teeth. You cannot be overcome. You are a child of the kingdom. You are a covenant child of God. You have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. It is precious. Heaven calls it precious. If heaven calls a thing precious, it is precious. Nothing on earth can compare. That's how much you're worth. You're worth the life of Jesus. You cannot be overcome. Except as you don't as, as you don't know. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 13. For it is God. This is away from the Old Testament. This is Paul explaining this new covenant. He said, For it is God who works in you, talking to the believer. Who works in you, talking to the believer, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it's what God does. And now so you can appreciate Hebrews 13, come on verses 20 and 21, that the God of peace will brought again our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you, make you, make you perfect. To do his will. Working in you. Let me continue from there. Working in you to do his pleasure. Having said that, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 4. You say, Why do you like to talk this way? I like to let you know who you are and what you have. And walk you to the place where you begin to have confidence in who you are and what you have. That's when you are fit for the battle. That's when you can walk like the victor that you are. 
That's when you can carry yourself like the overcomer that he has made you. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Praise the Lord. A beautiful chapter. Okay. Let me read quickly. Verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. You see, what, you see, you see how positive it's starting? Because we have this ministry, nothing happens that will cause us to begin to lose heart. No, we do not lose heart because we have received mercy and we are constantly receiving mercy. We do not lose heart. To lose heart is to run back from the battle. It's to turn back to perdition. We do not lose heart. <laughs> like we're looking at from the Old Testament yesterday, say, shall I pursue? Ah, you are created for pursuits. Pursue! What else will it be doing? You will surely overtake. Without doubt, you will recover. That's exactly the language I'm speaking this morning again. You see, what's your confidence? The blood of Jesus. And Ibabomi Duro Lore Ejeato Dodo Jesu Kojekwekele different sources. That's why men join cults. And most men are in the cult all over the world. When I say most, most men that you see sometimes causing waves But we know better. In the name of Jesus, we will cause waves. Much more. Because the waves, you, the waves you cause here that you cannot cause in heaven. 
But you cross it here, and everybody says, Wow, God must be there. Then when you cross over, you see it in greater amplitude. I prefer that. That's why you must make up your mind. That's one. Therefore, since we have this ministry, this kingdom service, as we have received mercy, that's why we have it. We do not fear. We do not lose that. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not working in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, that is hidden away, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Why? I mean, whose mind the God of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them. Why? For we do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your born servants and servants of Jesus Christ and for Jesus' sake. For it is the God, hear this. It didn't say for it is God. It is the God. So he knows what he's saying. That is the very one. For it is the God, capital G, who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Who himself is shining in our hearts. You see what I'm saying? It's a heart thing. It's a kind of, it's it's an incarnation. This covenant talk and work is an incarnation. You see where our confidence comes from. We do not preach ourselves, we should Christ the Lord and ourselves your bond servant for Jesus' sake. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts. Why? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So why? He has shown in our hearts to do what? So that we can translate this light in the face of Jesus to every other person's life. The God has said, let there be light. He's the one in me. If you are a Christian and you genuinely believe you are and you know you are, he's the one in you. He wasn't just looking for a way to express himself. He said, I will come I and my father will come and will make our residence in you. It's a symbiotic lifestyle. I'm in him, he's in me. When Paul was brought before the council, I accepted something. He said, It is in him. He said, Even according as your poets have said, it is in him I live, I move, and I have my being. Here, Paul again in Galatians, he said, It is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave his soul himself for me. He lives inside of me. Here in Colossians, the fullness of the Godhead bodily, that is physically, dwells inside the Lord Jesus Christ, and I am complete in him. So, for this God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts uh, to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we have, come on, church, are you here? Yeah. But we have this treasure. What treasure? The God that is shining. But we have this treasure where? In earthen vessel. What's the earthen vessel? Flesh. This one that one day when 
I'm, when my spirit man is too strong for, we leave and it will rot away. We have it in this earthen vessel. We have this power, this creative power, this all creating power, this all delivering power, this all healing power in human vessels, weak vessels, seemingly. Why? So that the excellence, excellence there is the super abundantly above any other power, incomparable power, may be of God and not of us. And that's why you cannot predict when a man that is full of God stands up, you cannot predict what will happen. You can't. And that's why Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 3 that they might be filled, you, 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 me, we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Come on. Because of this understanding, said we are hard pressed. Give me, give me that place from eight. Give me from eight. Amplified. Uh huh. We are heard because of this. Why? Because of what we what we know. Because of who we know is living the life that we are living. <laughs> so it is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. It is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. In me. In me. Hear this. Jesus is the life in me. It is no longer I that but Christ So we are hedged in, we are pressed on every side. Remember, it's this earthen vessel. I mean, we're troubled, oppressed in every way. But we are not crammed or crushed. We are not crushable. The devil can do all he can. As long as you are this inside conscious. This God inside conscious, he can beat and hit and you cannot be crushed. <laughs> we suffer embarrassments and are sometimes perplexed and unable to find a way out. But you will never be driven to despair. You will never hit the bottom. In the name of Jesus. What does that say? You will always bounce back. So we will be frustrated. Never you is the devil. (laughs) I feel the fire. Even right in my shoes. We are pursued, persecuted, hard driven. Ah! But not deserted. Why are you running? Because you think you are the only one. You think the monster is too much for you and you are running and he's threatening you, he's torturing you. He's, come on. But once you know you are not deserted, then you, you put a stop to it. You turn back and say, can I shake your hand? He will fall down. So what makes the difference is your knowledge and your ability to remember who you are. And that's why everything you teach you for, by the time you say, remember that you used to be. This is who you are now. We are struck down, 
to the ground, but never struck out. Tell your neighbor, say it's never over. Until the maker himself says it's over. So the devil and the witch and the wizard cannot determine when it's over in your life. It's just not possible. As a covenant child of God, it's totally impossible. Impossible. <laughs> uh, but never struck out. Never destroyed. You are indestructible. But you see, there's a message that people preach that makes you feel like you are most vulnerable. You are always ready to die. You are the one they were attacking and they are always trying to kill. They always kill you. No, no, no. No matter how far they go, they cannot. What about that? And when you know that, bounce back. When you know that, then what? go forward. Once you know that, what? Pursue. I'm talking covenant here. It's a new beginning for you. In the name of Jesus. It's the Lord that will make you and he has made you and he's still making you. If I were you, I'll prepare for greater days. In the name of Jesus. I will start preparing for greater days. That's what is expected of me. My last verse there. It says, so then, death is working in us but life in you. What I was talking about, his ministry relative to them. Now look at 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. I stop there. Why is this right there? After laying all this out, he now anchors on the fact that it is as you have come to terms with the truth of this and you have accepted it. How? Believe. Believe that this is what it is. And if you do what will happen, you will not speak fear in the face of trouble. You will speak what you believe. I believe so I speak. So your, 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 your language will change from one fair buyer, one fair buyer, one fair buyer, one fair buyer. No, 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 no. Your language will be like, ah, 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 The blood of Jesus is working in me. I never knew I understood you better much. So my, 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 my language will change. To change from, ah, look at this, look at this. Every reason why you'll be a failure in life. No, it will change to, I know that here on earth, Jesus will be celebrated in my life. He will be celebrated in my business, in my marriage, in my children. Ah, no! It's not saying what you are seeing all around or the pressure you are feeling. Because when you believe, you speak. I feel the fire. And pray with, pray, pray with what you've heard. How do you pray with it? Speak. In the light of what you've heard. Speak. How do you speak in the light of what you've heard? Declare what God has said of you. And what he has made you. Now what you know now. After all, it's not by your power. It's not by your might. It's by the spirit of God. Stop belaboring the system that cannot do it. There's the spirit of God in you. We will do it. Say faithfully, see who has called you. Who will do it? He's the one to do it. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoji, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.